You're listening to the Frollo Podcast. I'm Zoe, the founder of Frollo, a social networking app and community for single parents that's launching soon. On the Frollo Podcast series, I will be talking to single parents, or Frollos, about their stories and experiences. I will also be chatting to a range of experts who will be able to share valuable guidance related to single parent life. Today, I am joined by the founder of Mother's Meeting and the visionary and force to be reckoned with, that is Jenny Scott. Jenny has two children, Sunny and Jasmine with her ex and baby Sky with her partner, Joe. Jenny, thank you so much for joining me today. I know that you are so busy and pulled in a million different directions. So thank you for letting me pester you and uh, thanks for caving in. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad I made it. Oh, I'm so glad you made it too. The universe brought me to you. Yes, I think so. Um, So, yeah, first of all, Mother's Meeting is such an unbelievable, uh, you know, it's such an unbelievable kind of network and community that you've created. So for anyone who might not be aware of Mother's Meeting, how would you describe Mother's Meeting? Well, considering I've done it now for like eight years, you'd think I would have this on lockdown. But unfortunately, I don't. And I think the reason for that is because it's constantly growing and it's constantly evolving. Um, I started it eight years ago when I had Sunny. Um, There was no Insta mum. There was no Instagram, really. There was just good old Facebook and... um, yeah, I was just a bit lonely, felt, you know, all the overwhelming feelings of a new mum. And I was just like, where's all those women that, you know, in, were into cool stuff before they were mums and they used to listen to music and like art galleries and do all those different things that they did before they become mums because everything was kind of bunting and cupcakes and, you know, all the classic cliches of motherhood. And I just wanted to listen to some garage tunes, have a dance with the baby and go to a few art galleries and be inspired and do all the things that I would do before becoming a mum. So basically I found an art exhibition that I wanted to go to and being a graphic designer myself, I designed a poster basically to go to the art exhibition with myself but because I put a logo on it and made it look all professional, it looked like there was a big event happening when actually it was just me going for a little stroll around the gallery. And one lady came. Wow. And, yeah, and I went home a happy mum, had something to talk to my partner about, used a few brain cells. I'd cleaned my trainers before I went, washed my hair, got all that dry shampoo out. So it was basically me going along to something that I wanted to go along to. And because I put it out there, made it public... I was accountable for it, so I had to turn up. Whereas if I hadn't made that poster, I would have stayed at home watching Jeremy Carl. Yeah. And so then it just Oh, yeah. And so then after that, I was anything that I'd go to, I'd book a table for 10 people at Soa House where I was a member. Yeah. And, yeah, I'd make a poster for it. 10 people would turn up, and then I'd book a bigger table for next month and then 20 people would turn up and it just grew really organically and it grew from the fact that I wanted to meet like-minded mums and I found that there was other women in the same position as myself and yeah it grew and grew and grew and I didn't really know what it was back then and it's basically a platform a network a community of women 
and it's growing day by day and it's evolving into like this bigger, bigger thing. And yeah, I just want to support, inspire and motivate women that happen to be mums. You definitely do that. Yeah, it's such a, it's such an amazing community. So I was my friend, Sarah Beatty is the one who kept saying to me, you have to go yeah. to mother's meeting, you have to go to mother's meeting, you have to, you know, my friend Jenny runs it. Da, da, da. And yeah, so I've been going uh, whenever I can now for a couple of years. But it's it's amazing what you've created. And it's, you know, all of the exactly like that kind of moms who still have their own sense of self or who still want to, you know, be themselves and not just I'm a mom now. And that's that's what I do. And um, just the kind of opportunity to connect with like-minded people, to learn from people, to kind of build your network. To yeah, it's like it's really powerful what you've what you've created, and so many people have, I think, um, benefited yeah, I from think, it. I think it's kind of. Um, it's like a launch pad in a way. Yeah, and all, I feel like sometimes I feel like a headmistress, and when the new mums come it's kind of like they come for the first time and they're really nervous like their first day at school and then they meet someone and then the more they come the more they connect with different people and then obviously they connect online yeah. so then they feel more familiar when they come next time because they've spoke and chatted to people on yeah. Instagram and Facebook um, and yeah it's just amazing and then they become so busy with their business ideas and with their friendship groups that they don't know they no longer have to come Yeah, like people like Tibra and Marl and all sorts of businesses that have come and they've, they've stayed really loyal to a mother's meeting and they often come and talk as guest speakers and, yeah, it's amazing. And I think what's made it so successful is because I am a natural people put together. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love connecting people. I can walk into a room and I'll sense, you know, who will get on with who. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, you know, I'll come up with some common ground conversation starter and I'll just walk away yeah and so I, that walking away seeing two women speaking to each other just makes me so happy and so I'm always going to be a mum yeah and I'm always going to love connecting people so mother's meeting is does come really naturally to me yeah and I think it's amazing the you know because there are a lot of I guess high profile people now that are associated with mother's meeting and kind of influencery type of people yeah. and that but you make such a point of you know making sure that it doesn't feel clicky or that it doesn't feel that people don't feel intimidated or anything like that you yeah. know you make a point of kind of making sure that it's just everyone you know should talk to everyone and everyone should feel you know and so that so it's nice there is a lovely dynamic that you kind of create with it? I think that the world's gone mental, like the whole Instagram world, the whole influencer world, and I think there's such a hierarchy of people now. Yeah. And it's just, it's bonkers, and I think it's just not a very nice place. Yeah. And it can make people just feel really awful about themselves. So I think making sure that everybody's on a neutral platform. Yeah is so important. Totally. Like, there's obviously people out there that have worked really hard at um, creating their online presence and becoming influencers, mm. and they deserve, you know, the credit that they get. But also, even... No, I think I just think no matter how famous, how big you are, you should always keep your feet on the ground. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's probably, like, 
a huge part of the reason why people keep coming back to Mother's Meeting because if if I had gone there in the first event and been like, oh my God, everyone knows each other and everyone looks really cool and everyone is like doing, you know, stuff, important stuff on Instagram or something like this, I just wouldn't have gone back. Yeah. But you kind of put everyone at ease and disarm everyone and kind of take that. I think I sort of, I always make a joke about things. Yeah. And I think I dumbed down a lot of things. Yeah. Which sometimes makes me come across like I'm a bit stupid, but also makes people feel relaxed. So yeah. it's worth sort of sacrificing my intelligence or my, the how my how yeah. I come across to yeah. be a bit stupid yeah. just to make everybody smile. For the greater good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so how has it helped you? What would you say, like, what's... Like, it's helped so many other people, obviously, but how has it helped you personally, creating Mother's Meeting? Well, it's like my baby. It's been... A, well, one, I've been able to turn it into a job, which is amazing, and being able to have a job and be able to be there for my kids whenever I needed to be there and, you know, be there when they were babies every day and be there when the school calls. It's the one main thing is kept me doing mother's meeting as well as obviously my passion for bringing women together but also like having three children knowing that there's women out there that I you know on tap that I can speak to and being able to be honest like when I launched my book back in five years ago I talked about like there's a lot of people talking about mental illness now but back then I was sort of one of the first to be like oh I took antidepressants and when I meet mums that come to mother's meeting for the first time, and I'm like, how are you doing? They're like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, no, really, are you? You've got a four-week-old baby. Yeah. You're really fine. And it's all right to say that you're not. Yeah. And I make a point of, you know, telling everybody that it's not easy and it is the hardest thing. And you don't have to pretend yeah. when you're in a mother's meeting that you're fine. Yeah, and that's so true. I do, and, yeah, I remember it, like... Well, I'm sure like a lot of moms, it does kind of hit you in the face, doesn't it? We were just talking about it before recording, just the, yeah, becoming a new mom. I think if it doesn't hit you, like like a lot of people who expect it to be really hard, I think mm. the six, first six months is quite easy for mm. them because they're expecting this massive, immediate life change where it just kind of creeps up on you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you realise that this is it now. This is completely different. And I think the women that struggle is the women that that keep looking back on what their lives used to be like. Yeah. And sort of they have one foot in this old life. Like, I'm going to get back to that old life as soon as this baby turns one or, you know, but you never do because you change and you evolve as a woman. Yeah. And you just got to jump into motherhood with two feet, I think, and just embrace it and just look at the opportunities that it offers you. Yeah. And how do you juggle it? How do you balance it all? Yeah. Had three kids, a business, a partner. Well, I've, li- I've honestly, the last couple of weeks I've learned, I'm learning at the moment as well to stop worrying about things that you can't control. Mm. Like I've, I worry about things a lot, like money, being mm. able to afford, you know, just bills and, you know, all that normal stuff that nobody talks about. It's just that things like that are always on my mind. And I'm like, things work out. They always do. And I'm a big believer of the law of attraction. So if you think about things and you think, you know, this is going to be fine and you think positively, it does all work out. Yeah. So I think 
a big thing is to stop feeling anxious about things that you can't really control. And in terms of trying to do it all, I don't really do it all right now. How do you, what do you, do you have like a routine with the kids or how oh, do you yeah. like? Oh yeah, big routine with the children and everything. Um, in terms of, I think, going to bed, Sky goes, the baby at 6.30, Jasmine at 7.30 and then Sunny, who's eight, it takes the longest. But they're all in bed by half past eight. Yeah. And I think having that hour at the end of the night is just crucial. Yeah. Um. And I think ha trying to manage it all is about not managing it because you shouldn't take on too much and he's been able to say no to things. I get, like, doing this interview now, I really wanted to do it with you because I think what you're doing is amazing. Thank you. But I say no to a lot of things because I think your mental health and feeling stress and anxiety isn't worth anything. Yeah. You know, pop. everyone's in a race to be popular and put themselves out there and everyone's racing up this ladder to get somewhere but I'm not really sure where everybody's aiming to get like does everyone want to be famous um really rich and I'm I just think whether you want to be rich famous any of those things it's not worth being stressed about yeah and I think what the lovely Junie Puny off Instagram um lovely girl who I've met said what's meant for you won't pass you by mm. And I think that is so true. You can be in such a tither about, you know, getting followers, getting famous, getting big, getting all these things. Mm. But is it really worth it? Yeah. Yeah. And even on your, you know, with you always say on your, in the in the Mother's Meeting members group, which I'm in, which is amazing. And another aspect of Mother's Meeting that you created, but you often do... Um, videos and say put your phone away and it's insta free yeah. thursday and you know and it's it's so that's i know that that's a really important kind of part of how you manage your you know how you feel like we all need to manage our mental health and anxiety and it's so true if i like yesterday i just put my phone away for like five hours in in the morning and it's just amazing how much how much calmer you feel. Isn't it is, it? and it, it, I think what the important messages that you need to get back yeah. to then rise to the top of your head. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They kind of surface. Yeah, and then you think, oh yeah, all the rest is just noise. Yeah, like you can spend all day on your phone thinking yeah. you're being productive when actually you're not. I know, and it's so addictive. And then suddenly you're just in this like habit of just like you don't even know what you're looking at. You're just picking up your phone and opening. Something. Yeah, and then you're having like you're having a hundred conversations yeah. all at the same time. Yeah, and I think the fact they do it, people at these big offices that, that are in charge of these social media apps, they do things so that you are constantly on your phone, so yeah. that people can see that you've read it and it says seen. So you have to reply, or you I know. Rude, which causes massive anxiety all yeah. around, like WhatsApp, DMs, Facebook Messenger, yeah. all these accounts that you need to be on constantly otherwise you come across really rude and you, you're ignoring people yeah. and then they get anxiety thinking that you're ignoring yeah. them so it's just this massive cycle of anxiety it's that we're so living true. in yeah. and it makes me so sad yeah it, it makes you want to go and live on a farm yeah. with no Wi-Fi. Yeah, well, you've escaped to Broadstairs. Yeah, so I'm by the scene now, so I'm getting <laughs> yeah. closer. You're getting closer, yeah. But I still got bloody Wi-Fi down there. <laughs> yeah. And um, so you have two kids, well, three kids, but you had two kids with your with your ex. Yeah. And now you've got Sky, who's one and a half with your partner, Joe. And so I know that the... So some 
of the Frodo community have sent in um, questions and a lot of people wanted to know how, yeah, first of all, how did you, when did you break up with your, with your ex and how did the kids deal with that? How did you, how did you get through that? How did you deal with that? I'm going to cry. No, I'm not. I'm going to stay strong. Um, What, when was it? So Jasmine was just eight months it's quite it was quite um a weird situation to be honest because we were actually living at my partner's mum's house at the time so you can imagine when he went off with someone else and we were still at his oh, mum's and God. Jasmine was 8 months and Sunny so was young. just 4 yeah nearly 5 and yeah I just found out that he'd been cheating on me we was in t- in Istanbul for his birthday. We came back and he just left and he left. He didn't leave and leave to another move to another country. Like we still, I still saw him because yeah. he still saw the kids. Yeah, but yeah, we didn't even talk about the situation. Nothing. Really? So it was just literally like a full stop, and that wow. was it. And so with no like warning, did you like? No, um, nothing. Oh wow! And so obviously, I was at his mum's house, who's absolutely amazing. Um, so I don't, in a way, I don't really feel like that I was a single, single mum, like yeah. on my own, because I had Nicola, who yeah. was just there for me. Okay. Um, but I still went through the whole thing of like having to give the kids to him every other weekend. Yeah. So like, you know, you're not used to them not being a, being with you. Yeah. And then you all of a sudden, you kind of got this whole weekend to yourself. Yeah. Um, that was really hard and just. Like I cried for about a year, I think. Not a year, but like a long time. Yeah, the con, the kind of de- dealing with the handing them over and the kind of contrast of having them there versus then them being. Yeah, gone I think for it's like weekend. you. Go, I think when you're a parent, you go through all this stuff, and then all of a sudden it's like you don't have time to recover. Like if yeah. you're if you're single. Or if you go from if you're in a relationship and you haven't got children, then you break up. You can spend all day in bed for weeks, yeah, exactly. can't you? Like yeah. eating pizza, yeah. crying, yeah. doing whatever you want, yeah. not getting dressed. But when you've got children, you've just got to get your clothes on. You've got to be positive, yeah. and you've got to smile for them. Yeah. So in a way, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse. It's yeah. like, oh God, I've got to start today, but it makes you stronger. And they're kind of a just. Not that distractions are good, but it's a kind of distraction from what is actually going on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that was really difficult. But it's really weird now. When I look back on it all, it's weird how things work out for the best. I know. It's so hard to see that sometimes, isn't it? It's so it? hard like, to see that. But You say, and what Junie Pooney says, what's for you won't pass you by. Yeah. And, that's what... and they're just obstacles. And, you know, it's just the world's setting you tasks and assignments to make you the person that you're meant to be. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I was single then for a while. I went on a couple of dates. I went on a date actually two weeks after straight away. Did you? Yeah, I was just like... Wow, right back in there. Yeah. I think it's because I had the kids and I I was staying at Nicholas, so I had childcare. Yeah. I didn't have to think about that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it would just take my mind off everything. It wasn't that any special day. It was just, I think it was just me making friends. Yeah. Like, like I do at mother's meetings. It's like a way of just talking to somebody on a neutral platform. 
It's a bit like therapy how, in a way. Did you? How did you go about dating? Was it? Did you use dating apps or did you just like? I think the first date was with somebody that I kind of knew, and then did I go on any other date? I think I went on one date of Tinder, and we went on like three dates together. And then I was kind of like, what am I doing? Like, I need to, this is all a bit too soon. I need my time. Yeah. So I was like, right, that's it. I'm going to just focus on me now. And it was weird because I never thought about me meeting a, a guy and anything developing and then introducing them to the children. Like, that was never a thing because I think I wasn't thinking of something serious. I was just thinking of, like, making friends. Yeah. <laughs> As I do. Yeah. Um, And so... It got to a point where I'd been on, like, three dates. And I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. And I was too emotional. Like, you know, you get attached. I was at that, I think, because I was so open. Yeah. I was getting attached to people a bit too quick. Yeah. And then you just get upset if, you know, they don't text back. Yeah. Or you oh, get all totally. that whole thing. And, yeah. and you become really self-aware of how you look. And it's just, it's like, it's not a very nice place to be if yeah. you're sort of out there wanting someone to just love you. Exactly, yeah. If you're in any, any way, feeling in any way vulnerable. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, right, that's it. No more dates, no more men. I'm just going to be me. I'm going to book a trip to Portugal. I'm going to, instead of spending a weekend that that I'm not with the kids on Tinder, going on a date, you know, or any of the other apps, um, I'm going to go away for a weekend by myself. Yeah. Learn how to surf. Me, me, me. And just feel strong within myself, not to feel like I needed a guy to compliment me to feel complete. Love that, yeah. And then all of a sudden, so it's, do you know what, I'm a firm believer of, like, the universe bringing things to you when the time is right. Yeah. And um, it was my birthday and I had a party at Shoreditch House on, um, and I took the date that I'd been dating a few times with me. Then I bumped into someone that I hadn't seen for, like, ten years or something. And, um, yeah, we used to see each other around about Soho when I was, like, young. And I hadn't seen the two of them for ages. And one of them was working at Shoreditch House as a chef. Yeah. Um, I was so shocked to see them when you thought when someone hasn't come into your thoughts for such a long time, you forget they exist. And anyway, I had a mother's meeting there a couple of weeks later and I bumped into him and he was a chef. And I was like, like so shocked to see him as a chef because he was always DJing around the West End and doing all those like wrong and things. Not wrong and, but, you know, a bit of a face kind yeah. of thing. And then he was head chef at Shoreditch House and we just chatted and... A few months went by and he texted me saying, oh, can I take you, when we going for a drink? And then we went for a drink and that was it. Literally, that was it. Did you just know? Yeah. Really? Well, even after the text, we we were just texting, like, not even flirting, just joking kind of thing. And yeah, even then I had this weird feeling of calmness. That was so nice. And we went on our first date and we literally were inseparable. Wow. Because he was just going through a divorce. Okay. And so he just moved out. He'd been with someone for 10 years. So our, our paths had been kind of quite parallel. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he's literally the most amazing dad. He sees my children as sort of his children, but not in a way that he he, de- he demands for them to call him dad. Yeah. And, yeah, he, he's just insane, amazing. That is so cool. And in we we can't believe it ourselves, but in June is our three year anniversary. 
Three years, wow. Of meeting. Like, no we way. Call our... And Sky is a year and a half and then, okay, wow, so I'm just doing the maths here. Yeah. So how soon... Well, like, how the hell has that happened? Yeah. It should be like th- at least 13, yeah. not three. Yeah. Because in such a short amount of time, like we've lived in... He moved in with us. Um, we'd be on... Went on loads of holidays to begin with before we had Sky because we used to have weekends and we could be single for a little bit. Yeah. I could be pretend I wasn't a mum. Um, and then, yeah, and then we moved house, we've moved to Broadstairs, we've bought a house and we've had a baby. And before that, I had a miscarriage. So it's kind of like we've gone through so many different things in such a sort of short amount of time. Mm. And a lot of my friends say to me, oh, Jenny, you give me so much hope because, you know, I'm getting older, but you've done it in such a tight space that it it makes me realise that I can do it without, you know, I don't have to wait 10 years for it all to kind of happen. Exactly. And I think it's so nice for Frollo's listening to hear as well that there is like life and love after kind of a relationship breakdown and, you know, kids, because sometimes it's, it's just... It's hard to it's hard to see that, but it's so nice to hear a story like yours. And you and Joe look so in love, oh, just on your Instagram. It's and just that. like the happiest time when we're all together. It's so lovely, and it is. It like makes me so happy, and it just makes me realise as well that you know it was hard when I broke up with Sunny and Jasmine's dad, mm. but at the same time, it it all worked out. Like he's got a baby now, yeah, and he's married and he's happy with his life, yeah. I think I don't really speak to him much, but yeah. I hand the kids over to him every other weekend. Yeah, and it's really nice because I know their life with them, with his dad and his wife, mm. is really different to our lives. Yeah, and so instead of seeing it as kind of oh he doesn't do it my way and yeah. that kind of thing, I just think it's really nice for the kids to be really adaptable and well-rounded. Like we're living by the sea now, and his dad and his wife live in Peckham. So they have like the city, they've got the sea life and that they go to stay, stay with their grandparents in the in the suburbs. So I just think they're really lucky to have the sort of view on all different yeah, and sides. They, they look like I've never met your kids, but from what I can tell, they're happy little things. Like they come across as like really happy, like lovely yeah, kids. I hope so. Would you would you say do you think they're they do okay with the co-parenting thing and you know they you know are they finding it are they finding it okay I think Sunny finds it a bit hard sometimes because his dad supports Liverpool and Joe supports Tottenham okay but um and they're both playing each other in the final champion league final okay not that I like football but I'm surrounded by it um that was a little bit awkward at first. I think Sonny sort of was like, didn't want to step on anyone's toes. Okay. Like when he's with Joe, he's a Tottenham fan. Yeah. But when he's with his dad, he's a Liverpool fan. Yeah. But I think what really helps is when I drop Sonny and Jazz off to their dad, He, Sonny and Jazz see me talking to their dad and we kind of talk about what the kids have been up to mm. and we laugh and it's kind of nice for them to see that. Yeah. I, I, I would hope for them to see more of that like it would be nice if we could go away some you know not even go away but like have a drink with everyone together yeah and I think that's really important because a big part that I haven't really spoke about is when they used to go to stay at their dad's they'd come back and I'd feel so I'd feel like riddled with insecurity like am I a good enough mum yeah you know they've gone there did they have a better time when they were there and if they said they had a nice time it would like kill me inside yeah and then I'd be projecting all my insecurities on them 
in a way. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, you should, did you have a nice time? Oh, really? Why, why, why did you have a nice time? And I'd be questioning it to them. And they're little people, aren't they? And I shouldn't be doing that. I should be just like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And I am like that. And I never, re- I didn't say that they should be having a bad time or anything, but it would just eat me up inside listening to them talk positively about it a bit. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. I think a lot, I think a lot of, like... I think it's probably normal to wonder, oh, my God, are they having a better time or what do they do or how do they do they have more fun? Yeah. Sometimes I'm if I have like Billy for the weekend, but there's no other little kids to play with because it's just him. So if it's just us or with other adult like yeah. friends of mine, I'm kind of like, oh, no, did he have a crap weekend? Because there was like he didn't have any little mates. And I'm like, oh, his he was probably with his cousins when he was with his dad. Having oh. time was la-, You know, and yeah. just you kind of question things but, but he's been with his mum so that means so much to kids yeah exactly and exactly exactly yeah no and I think you're right I think it is like you you know it is it is nice to just be able to go oh look it's great that they were happy there and that's all you want isn't it all you want is to know your kids your kids are happy I so. think it's so many things like you know talking about Instagram and stuff like you, you'll be with the kids then you'll have a quick flick on Instagram and you'll see yeah. that people are at galleries and doing yeah. this and doing that and then you're like oh my god but I've just stayed at home and, yeah. and it's uh, all this stuff that we're all this pressure that we're putting on ourselves yeah. Instagram that, is not real life like no, there's it's not. just it's no just way it's just curated isn't yeah. it yeah I mean if people put up, you know, the real, you know, them lying there like on the, on the couch kind of <laughs> or like waking up first thing in the morning or whatever, you know, people, it is totally curated. So um, curated. Yeah, it's so important to like remind ourselves of that, isn't it? Yeah. But um, going back to say about the children being insecure, feeling insecure myself about mm. them having a good time. Yeah. I had to Google it because it was like, They'd come back from their dad's and I'd be like, come here, give me a cuddle. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And he was like, Joe would be like, Jenny, what are you doing? Like, calm down. Just yeah. let them get... They're just happy to be home. Like, yeah. just let them get on with whatever they're yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. And um, I had to Google it. I, what, why do I feel like this? And it is like you're, you're just projecting your insecurities onto them. Yeah. And then uh, I listened to... Um, a friend, a lot of the people that I had children, my friends who had children at the same time as Sunny, like eight years ago, that a lot of them are all um, single now. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how they co-parent. Yeah. And a friend of mine, Sharma, um, Sharma Dean, who's got Warnells, she said once that anything like you say about the other parent to the child that's negative, it, the only person that get hurt, gets hurt is the child. Yeah. And that is so true. And the worst, the last thing that you want to do is be hurting the little thing that you absolutely. love more than anything in the world Abs- absolutely yeah and that really stuck with me like you know if you say anything that's slightly negative about yeah. the other person yeah then, then it's going to affect the child like I remember my parents and if my like my dad was an absolute nightmare but he was still my dad yeah and I know now, like, everything that he did and all the things my mum went through, and I appreciate my mum so much more now that I've got children. Yeah. But even when I was little, if my mum said stuff about my dad, it would just hurt me. I know. Yeah. And I think that's really important to remember. Yeah, for sure. I think it, it's it's so true, like, because obviously when you're not in... Doing the co-parenting relationship, there's a kind of high chance that you probably aren't going to 
think the absolute world <laughs> of your ex for whatever reason, if it's because of a relationship breakdown. And yeah. hopefully in time, these things repair and heal so that you can all sit in a room together, have a drink, be at a birthday party, you know, all, all of that stuff. But yeah, I think it's so crucial to remember just if you're, you know, to keep it t- totally outside of your kid's earshot or even... um you know, yeah, so that your so that your kid just isn't privy to it because it's so it's so damaging and hurtful, and it's you know, yeah. Talk to your friends about it. You know, yeah. vent it. Vent it's it so easy else. to yeah. sneakily have a little snidey comment, yeah, yeah. but it's not worth it. Yeah, and they pick up on it, don't they? They pick up on everything. They're yeah. clever little yeah. buggers. Yeah. And how has um yeah how was it introducing Joe to the kids? Was that sort of did you have any worry well, it, about it gets that? even more weird because Joe came, I was living at Lee's mum's house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Joe had to come there to meet the kids. Yeah. So it's like, hey, do you want to come over and meet the kids at my ex's mum's house? <laughs> so Joe really proved his love for me Aww. just by doing that. And he yeah. t- I remember him turning up and um, the kids were just in the garden. And Jazzy was so little, she was a baby, really. Yeah. Um. So she didn't really know anything. And Sonny was four. What um, did you introduce him to Sonny as, like, a friend? Or yeah, he's just my friend. Yeah. And then they just loved him so much that they just wanted him to be there Yeah, and come over. Yeah. And I think, like, people used to say this before. They You always hear people say it, but about boys having a, a man figure. Yeah. And I never really understood that until me and... Sonny's dad broke up. Like seeing Sonny with a guy compared to when he spends all the time with me. Yeah. He's like a different person. Really? Yeah. And I know that's, you know, hard to hear, but they just talk, they talk differently. They have different jokes. Yeah. It's kind of like a girl with a, a mum yeah. rather than a girl. I know it's the whole gender thing, but it is, it is so different. It's like they had football jokes and I don't know. It's just, seeing those Sonny and Joe together is so different to when Sonny's with me because yeah. I'm like oh mum like a bit embarrassing yeah where Withy's with Joe is like boys kind of and has has um, Joe and your ex met each other yeah they've yeah. met because I always do birthday parties for Sonny and Jazz yeah like they, we always do something where all the family are invited okay. and school friends yeah and they've always been at those together Okay, well, that's good. That's yeah, great. Yeah, that's really good. And Joe and Lee text each other about football. No way. So Sunny will go to a Tottenham match with Joe. Okay. And Joe will send Lee pictures. Oh, and that's great. So that makes me so happy. That's so great. Okay, well, you are a great example of, you know, things kind of life after life after a relationship breakdown. I think it's all breakdown. about patience. Yeah. I think it is all about patience and... I think the right person will come at the right time. Yeah. And it's the worst thing to say, but it will happen when you least expect it. Yeah. When you, my sister used to say to me, Jenny, you're so desperate. Like, (laughs) you know, sisters can say anything. She goes, you know, men pick up like desperate vibes, like, so easily and she said you stink them right now and that's when I was like yeah I really need to stop this because I'm not that desperate yeah. like, at all yeah. I just, I'm just i just coming across like I really need to be loved when actually I just need to give myself some love yeah um, 
Yeah, so I think the the thing is patience and giving yourself time to heal. Yeah, and feel whole. Yeah, D- don't look for a man or a woman to come into your life to make you feel like a hundred percent. Like they make them feel that you they make you a better person, but not a person. Yeah, exactly. I think that's so important to know, and I think that's kind of what a lot of that's what you're forced to kind of realise, I think, when you become a single parent, because you just have to pick up the pieces, get on, make your, you know, home yeah. kind of function and keep things afloat. And and yeah, I think by default, you do realise, actually, I can carry this ship by yeah. myself. I don't need someone else to like do it for me or do it with me. But then it's just... An absolute lovely bonus if yeah, someone happens. I think that's to, how you need to see it. Yeah, I am. Um, I've been with the kids now for. Joe's been working because he's a chef. Yeah, and I've been with the kids for like nearly a week, all on my own because he's been working mad hours. Yeah, and um, he came home last night and he's like, "Oh yeah, you don't really need me, do you?" I was like, "Actually, no, I don't, but I want you." Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, is that? I think that's the kind of state of mind, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Like you don't need somebody to be there it's like you, you're there because you want them yeah. rather than needing someone yeah Definitely. independent women and all independent that. women and all that Jenny thank you so much for coming and talking to me and yeah and, and for your support because like I said I know you're I know you're busy and I have to say like creating Frollo and the Frollo community you know if I can do like a small percentage of as good a job as you've done with mothers meeting and helping people through that the the community I'll be so happy yeah oh you're so lovely you're gonna do well oh, you just can't you. go finding a man now can you I can't go finding a man no well I mean if there's a you know I, I wouldn't say no if there's no, any like you can. um no but thank you thanks so much it's and so nice to have this Frollo life going on. Yeah, it is. It's well, I have to say it's helped me so much personally. So, you know, and I can see it's just weird that it hasn't existed so before weird. now. Yeah. And do you do meetups? Yes, we did a Mother's Day um, meetup. And for sure, so part of the app will have a meetup functionality mm. so you can create any meetup or event or holiday or anything like that. So it would just be so much easier to find out what's happening near you, around you, or create something if you holiday want to create. Holiday thing such a good idea yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly, because that's just such a nightmare going, oh, great, like, what am I going to do for summer holiday? Go away by myself. The kids will be yeah. in bed at, like, seven and I'll be drinking rosé in a dark room, you know, so... <laughs> such a good idea. Yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah, so it's launching in September, so hopefully... It will make a big difference from then and there will be more kind of uh, Frollo, you know, proper Frollo events happening around the place. And I think it's about sort of banishing the stigma of being a single parent. It's kind of like people frown upon it in a way. Exactly. And it's one in four. One in four people are from a single parent family. Yeah, it's weird. It's so common. so strange that somebody hasn't done it before which is obviously amazing because you are yeah so it's time it's definitely time but maybe we can do a mother's meeting frollo um event or some kind of like yeah, collaboration definitely. or something in the future because there are so many there's loads yeah so many single single parents single moms okay thank you so much thank jenny you so and much. looking forward to the next mother's meeting and if anyone listening has not been to a mother's meeting 
you should definitely come to one um, because they're brilliant okay thank you again and thank you for listening and see you next time bye